Hey, everybody. This is Brian Dodd, co-host of the Pursuit of Service podcast with my dear friend, Jeff Wright. And great edition today, very special edition. We're having a mutual friend of ours, an author, uh, consultant, web designer, and just all around incredible creative individual named Robert Carnes that we're going to be interviewing today. And I originally got connected with Robert when he worked for Orange, the great uh, Christian children's resource organization. Uh, but Ro uh, Robert and I connected immediately just because we had so much in common. And uh, we're really going to be talking today a lot about the subject of storytelling, specifically surrounding his next upcoming book called The Story Cycle, Your Business Guide to Better Marketing. Uh, Robert and I have collaborated and I've by collaborating, I mean, I helped promote his first book called The Original Storyteller, Becoming a Better Storyteller in 30 Days. Uh, that's available on Amazon right now. If you've not got that book and you're involved in any public communications at all, I can't recommend enough that you get that. But I want you to get ready and sit back because if you're a leader, there comes a time that every leader has to stand up and say, here's where we're going. Here's why we're going there. Follow me. So the ability to communicate the story and develop the narrative around why your leadership exists is critical to your success, and Robert's going to help you with that. So uh, get out your Mac or notepad or however you take notes, and let's get ready to learn from Robert Carnes. Well, good morning, guys. Glad to have you on here. Jeff, good to be with you. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic and uh, really excited to have Robert with us today. Uh, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, but uh, I, I get really excited and I'm very interested in the leadership principle of communication. Um, and here we have a subject matter expert in terms of communicating and storytelling and just how important that is to craft a story in order to reach people emotionally. We talk about how do you get movement is by connecting with them emotionally. So Robert Carnes is with us uh, today and I'm pumped to have you on. How's it going, Robert? I'm doing great, Jeff. Thank you uh, both to you and Brian for for having me on. Again, love that we're, uh, we're both friends and I'm a listener of the podcast because I'm a fan of both of you guys, but honored to be on the show today. Well, the feeling is mutual, my friend. The feeling is mutual. And, you know, let's go ahead and dive in. We're going to talk about uh, your new book coming up in just a little bit. But, but Robert, like Jeff said, you're a, you're a expert on communication, particularly at an organizational level. So when you look at organizational storytelling, and, you know, that could be standard brands that we're all familiar with or, or just a local business down the street. What do what do organizational stories and the best organizational stories all have? Yeah. In common? Uh, so I think storytelling is a buzzword that a lot of people like to use and throw around very often. It's a it's a common phrase that everybody aspires to. But I don't think it's always something that people and, and business leaders necessarily understand. Some people, storytelling comes very naturally and they're just able to get it without overthinking about it too much. But as for me, I like to overthink it and really dive in and, and you know dissect 
what it really means to tell a story and what what is a story versus what isn't a story. And so through all that, through the research that I did for, for these books on storytelling, I've identified kind of four common elements that every organizational story has. So okay. they all start with C. So that should help uh, anybody to kind of hear that and memorize that a little bit better. So uh, every organizational story has context, uh, character, conflict, and then change. And if you guys would like, I can kind of go through each one of those four and, and break down what I mean by each one of those. Yeah, absolutely. Go right ahead. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. hear it. So the first is context. And I think that's always really important because where and how we're hearing the story uh, is really important for our understanding. That's that's both internal for the story and external as well, that the internal setting of when and where it's taking place, but then also the external setting of when and how we're hearing that story. So that's why context is so important. Um, the second one is character, and that is pretty straightforward. Every story happens to somebody. There's a person uh, or group of people that that story kind of is involving. And I, why I think that that's so important, uh, especially for our, our organizations, is because uh, the audience needs to have somebody that they can see through their eyes, right? They need somebody that they can relate to and have a perspective so that they can really understand that story. And, and they do that through a character. Uh, the third one is conflict. And I know that's that's one that's always kind of tough. We don't like tension in our lives, but every uh, every story has to have conflict to drive it forward and to give that character some motivating force. Um, you know, there's something often that a character wants or that a character needs. And that uh, conflict is an obstacle that they have to overcome in order to achieve that. Uh, and that is what drives the fourth C, uh, the fourth commonality for all stories, which is change, right? The character has to undergo some sort of transformation in order for them to get what they want or what they need in order for them to overcome that obstacle that they face. And so that's why uh, those are the four C's of storytelling. And those are the things, the common ingredients that I think every organizational or business story needs in order for that that narrative to be memorable and meaningful in our lives. That's amazing. I mean, so applicable. Um, by the way, for the listeners, Brian mentioned that Robert worked for Orange before, and now he works for a marketing, a digital marketing and web uh, design firm called Green Melon. And so he's in the thick of it. So he's not a tech developer. He's the communicator on that marketing side, both at Orange and with Green Melon. So he's on the front lines of actually applying this stuff. So if we think organizationally, which is Robert's whole thing professionally, um, Robert, how can you serve people through using these these four things and the idea of uh, a storytelling in general? Yeah, absolutely. And that's what obviously brings us back to the topic of what we're, you know, your podcast is, is, is servant leadership and how do you pursue serving others. And I, I believe storytelling is a phenomenal tool to achieve that end uh, because in order to tell the stories of people within your organization, either, you know, that could be your staff, that could be your board of directors, but also the people you serve, your volunteers, the people who benefit from your organization, in order to capture those stories and understand what's going on, what narratives are happening in your community, you've got to listen to people and you've got to put their stories at the heart of your organization, because hopefully, if you're listening to this, that means your your business, your organization, your nonprofit, your church, whatever it is, exists to help somebody. Your your organization is is trying to bring about that change in people to help them overcome the conflicts in their life. 
And so in order for us to, you know, the, the stories that we're telling should be true ones, should be reflective of, again, the real stories that people are undergoing. Um, and so in order to, to get those stories, we have to be in touch with the people in our community. We have to talk to them, to have coffee with them, to listen to them, to, if they're on a customer service call, to to maybe take some extra time to hear what they have to say, the, to get the story behind the the problem. And so by doing that, we we listen and we empathize with them and we understand what they're going through. And then we hopefully ingest that and figure out the ways that our organization can be better and better serve the people um, that are in our community through hearing those stories. So um, I think storytelling is often the thing we focus on, but story listening has to preempt that. We have to listen for those stories first. And as we do that, we begin to prioritize the needs of the people in our community. Okay. That's, so that, that's raising some interesting uh, thoughts in my mind, Robert. Yeah. You know, one of the things I do most of the day is, is consultative sales, I think would probably be the way to put it. And so the ability to listen to the customer and do it in such a way that I can then consult on what the solutions would be. I, I try to teach people in, in our uh, industry, the, the number one most underrated skill any leader has is listening skills. Absolutely. Now, now here's a challenge and here's what I want to get your thoughts on. Most people who are listening to this are high leaders. I mean, they're moving, they're shaking, they're listening to podcasts, they're doing this on a walk or a drive to work or on a treadmill. You know, they got things to do, people to see, mountains to climb, you know, things to conquer, that kind of thing. The ability to stop and listen, I would think, requires an unbelievable level of empathy many leaders lack. Tell us about the importance of empathy and the role that it plays as it relates to the story of, of someone or some organization. Yeah, well, that's a fantastic setup, Brian. I mean, I think you you hit the nail on the head and I'll just elaborate on what you've already said because yeah, you, you need empathy to be able to connect with that audience. Um, storytelling is, is naturally emotion-filled. It's gonna, like a good story is gonna naturally cause us to feel something. And hopefully if you're doing organizational storytelling right, the person listening is is feeling at least a sense of they get me, they understand me. I, I can relate to that story they're telling, right? Um, like what you do with consultative sales, hopefully through the work that you're doing, like somebody's gonna go, oh, I he he understands me. I I can relate to Brian and I like Brian maybe because he he's speaking my level. He has an understanding of what I'm going through. So that's one of the the real emotions we want to spark in people through our stories, but we're not going to get there unless we truly have that that empathy. We can't fake that, right? That's something you really have to pour time and energy into. And, and like you alluded to, that can be tough for leaders because we're so busy, right? We wear that as a badge of honor that I'm doing a thousand different things and look how much I'm hustling. But it really to to do storytelling well, we need to try to intentionally slow ourselves down and maybe quiet some of those other things that we're doing, the other busyness in our lives, even at least just temporarily so that we can be present with the person we're talking to, so that we can build relationships for the long term with, again, those customers, with those volunteers, with those board members, whoever it is whose story you're telling, 
we need to kind of slow down and realize that storytelling is an investment. It's not some quick fix. It's not something you can do kind of, you know, on a dime. You've got to be willing to to go slow and and be patient with cultivating that. Yeah. I got a follow-up question, Robert, because you're really triggering something in my mind. Because I've I've worked with and for a lot of deep type personalities, drivers in my lifetime. Can a person delegate out empathy? That's a that is a thought-provoking question right there. Um my natural, I mean, I don't have anything prepared for that, but I think my natural response would be no. I think you have to develop that for yourself. Maybe there's certain pieces of relationship building, maybe some of the administrative things of even just like scheduling meetings and all that kind of stuff that you can delegate out. But uh-huh. I think empathy and relationship building is one of those really high level leadership things that you can only take on yourself. I mean, that that would be my natural response is that you've, you've got to spend the time yourself. That's not something you can shortcut. That's not something that there's a magic bullet for that really the time that it takes to invest in other people, the time that it takes to listening to them really is the thing you need to prioritize and spend time on. So yeah, but that's a that's a really interesting thing to ponder by, and so I appreciate that. Well, I'm I'm listening to you and then we'll turn it back over to Jeff. I you know, I'm just kind of thinking out loud. You know, people are a picture of the leader. Yeah. And you can attempt to delegate out empathy, but at a certain point as the leader, you, you set the tenor and tone and culture of the organization. And it, that would yeah, and if there's a lid on your organization, it could be a leader capacity for empathy that may be one of the first places you want to check so great great thought-provoking uh, se- uh segment there so jeff back back to you my yeah friend. yeah just to kind of wrap all this stuff together um to build on what robert was saying as an answer to that question is servant leadership at the heart especially if you're doing it for the benefit of others is all about caring ultimately and so you can delegate tasks and you can delegate responsibility in some instances but you you can't really delegate caring like, I'm not going to care about that person, so I'll put you in charge of caring about that person. It doesn't work that way. I mean, one of the most important practical roles of a leader is problem solving. So how can we solve problems if we're not actively listening and caring about what those problems are of the constituents, whether it's our customer or our team around us? So. Great stuff. Let's go back into um, a little bit of the the practical side of applying this. So you talked about the four C's, Robert. Um, mm-hmm. Talk about some of the skills that it takes to take those four concepts and weave it into your communication as a leader. I, I think it's one thing to get up on a stage somewhere as a speaker and be able to tell a, a pre-planned story, but leadership communication is sort of ongoing and there's always opportunities to apply these skills. So what are those skills? Absolutely. And we've already alluded to several of them, the ability to listen, the ability to empathize and build relationships. I think I mean, patience comes along with that, the, the ability to wait and invest in the long term and know that uh, you know the time that you're taking to listen for stories is going to pay off later, but you, you, you know, need to be patient enough and calm that busyness in your life long enough to be able to see those results. Um, Creativity and curiosity, I think, are, are big ones as well. Um, we really, you know, storytelling is a creative endeavor. And one of the things that I talk about in 
my book, The Original Storyteller, is that God endowed us with a creative interest that, you know, we, we have a drive to, to be creative and, and be curious because, you know, God put that in, into the fiber of our being. And so that's one of the reasons why I think all of us as human beings are drawn to stories. Um, and so I, I think another piece is, and this is a little bit more uh, boring and mundane, but being organized and having attention to detail to remember those things about people, to remember the details about a story, to, to maybe even as you're, listening to a lot of different constituents and being able to write some of those things down or to know, okay, we need to go back to this person and capture a video later to, to be able to tell their testimony. Um, those are, maybe those are pieces that you could potentially delegate. Um, but I really think it's an important piece of being able to, especially to scale storytelling, which is, is hard to do. Um, but to be able to accomplish that, you need to actually capture those stories, write them down somewhere, collect assets. Again, those are the the practical blocking and tackling pieces of storytelling. Um, and they're not going to come until we we nail down the listening piece and the empathy piece, but we're also not going to be able to ever actually share those stories at our events or through our website or any of those other pieces, unless we've taken the time to, to capture all the elements and details down and, and communicate them properly. Uh, Robert, that's an incredible list. So Help us out with that list. Uh, you're a you're a content creator, you know. You're you know with your work with Green Melon, with with your writing, with your co consultative work. Um, you've listed that incredible list. I've been writing a lot, you know, listening, organizing, thoughts, relationships, creativity, curiosity. What are some great resources that you use and you recommend we take advantage of? to help us with our storytelling. Now, obviously this is where I'm gonna, you know, you don't have to do it. The two resources I'd jump on immediately are the books, the original storyteller and the story cycle. So <laughs> I'll go ahead and say that for you. But, but, but past those two resources, what are some other great resources that can help us, you know, really enhance and develop all those skills you just laid out? Yeah, absolutely. And I, and I will say, I mean, I created those books and all the other pieces of storytelling that, that I've worked on to, to attempt to be a resource, to try to share, you know, the small things here and there that I've learned with others so that everybody can do it a little bit better. So yeah, I appreciate you mentioning my books uh, as a piece of that. And I'm honored uh, to have those brought up, but um, yeah, there are so many other storytelling resources that are out there and some of the favorite ones, uh, because I've, I've, you know, absorbed myself in all of them. I, I try to to spend as much time around those resources as I can, but um, Building a Story Brand by Donna Miller uh, is, is both a book that he's written many years ago that's a phenomenal resource, but he's also got a, a weekly podcast that he puts out. Um, and he's one of probably one of the best voices in kind of organizational storytelling uh, and would encourage anybody to check him out, Donald Miller. Um, another kind of very big storytelling, organizational storytelling influencer uh, writer is Lisa Crone, C-R-O-N, and she's got a couple of, of storytelling books. The most recent one that I, I read earlier this year is Story or Die, and it's it's a phenomenal, phenomenal book. I think it, it outlines a lot of what I've said, uh, probably even more eloquently than I could say it, um, but she's another voice that I really look to and really uh, admire for the things that uh, she talks about in storytelling. So um, there are countless other books and podcasts and, and resources out there that uh, I think you can come across. But those are a couple of my favorites that I always turn back to and look for for inspiration. 
Well, I want to hear yeah. more about these uh, these first two that Brian mentioned. So tell us about <laughs> yeah. tell us about the original story ta- uh, the original storyteller briefly. Give it kind of the the elevator pitch there, and then let's shift focus on the new one coming out. Story cycle. Yeah. So the original storyteller was the first book that I wrote. Uh, it actually came out five years ago this week. Um, so it's always fun to look back and see, you know, how long that's been and, and how many opportunities that writing that book has has opened up for me to continue telling these stories. But um, it really came out of, it was the book that I wanted to read myself. I wanted to get a, a devotional um, that delved into why the Bible is a narrative, why the Bible is the greatest story ever told. I think as Christians and Christian leaders, we often hear that phrase over and over again, but I couldn't really find a resource that answered the question of why that is. And so I thought to myself, okay, well, I will put that together and I'll share what I find with other people. And so it's it's a 30-day devotional that walks through 30 different elements of storytelling, um, including those four uh, C's that I mentioned earlier, uh, delving into those in, in kind of a little bit more in depth and, and tying it back to scripture and then Uh, of course, looking at God as the original storyteller, right? He's the one who invented stories. He's the ones who, uh, again, who put it at the heart of who we are as human beings and the reason we love stories. Um, So that's, again, that's why I wrote the book. And and I've really been blown away by how how the response that I've gotten to people reading it and and really enjoying it. And uh, it was what inspired me to continue doing that and writing the next book. Well, with, and look, I like I said earlier on, I mentioned in the introduction that I helped promote the original storyteller, and there's a reason I was privileged to do that. I mean, it was it was a joy to do that. It is an incredible, incredible book. Anybody that communicates Christian content, either Sunday school, small groups, sermons, announcements, um, it's a must-have resource for you. Um, but in this next book. You expand the audience a little bit, uh, Robert. So obviously this great book for Christians as well, particularly Christians in the marketplace, but it's also for marketplace leaders, regardless of your, of your, you know, stream of faith that you may be a part of. Tell us about the story cycle, your business guide to better marketing. Why did you write the book? Why should people read it? Just go ahead and start unpacking that. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I, I appreciate all the kind words, Brian. Um, that's certainly what I was going after, but it's always, uh, you know, it's always great to hear that, that, that other people uh, are getting something out of it. Um, but yeah, I mean, exactly like you said, I wanted to be able to create a resource that was a little bit broader and that could be applied for anybody of regardless of their faith background or maybe even lack thereof. Um, because again, the heart is to do business well and to have, uh, you know, a servant leader's heart as a piece of that. And I think that's ultimately where the story cycle points people, because when you're serving people better, you're going to tell better stories. And when you tell better stories, you're going to be able to serve more people. And and that's kind of where that idea of the cycle comes from is because great stories inspire more great stories. And this is an idea that I had many years ago and has always been kind of kicking around in my head. Even before I wrote the original storyteller, it was kind of just the the framework has always kind of driven who I am as as a business and marketing person. And so I really just felt compelled to to write that down and to share what I, you know, what I've learned with other people. And I really tried to weave in a lot of practical pieces, a lot of, you know, because storytelling can feel very daunting and overwhelming. 
And so I wanted to make sure people knew it was, it was achievable and it's something that we can all do. Um, but then also weave in a lot of examples of stories from across, uh, again, the business landscape, uh, nonprofits from the, the church world, um, lots of brands that we know, and maybe even some that we don't. So it's, it is really very intentionally full of a lot of stories that will hopefully inspire people and teach us lessons about what we can do within our businesses. Great stuff. Robert, can't tell you how much we appreciate your time. Usually we do a segment at the end called What Are You Learning? Um, but I'll just say right here that what I'm learning is about story storytelling right now. So Absolutely. Yeah. Once again, thanks for joining us. Yeah, Brian, Jeff, thank you guys so much. I appreciate your time and uh, thanks for having me on. Yep. And as always, serve others, not as a task, but as a purpose. Thank you